0: lifter.com.au
1: Hi, I'm Kyle Paletto, And I'm Gianni Di Giovanni in Ficbione Bartholomeus. Welcome to Walkthrough, Sifter's weekly recap on the biggest news in video games. This week, Lamplighters League developers' harebrained schemes and paradox go their separate ways. Xbox launches new accessibility features and premium console maker Analog announces their version of the Nintendo 64. Here's the news for Sunday 22nd of October. Let's go.
0: Join the Sifter community on Discord at sifter.com.au forward slash discord. It's been a wild few weeks for the tactical RPG, The Lamplighters League, made by Hairbrain Schemes. The publisher and parent company Paradox Interactive announced that the release was going to massively miss its targets and was set to lose $22 million. This week, they're breaking up. It's not you, it's me. According to Paradox Interactive, the split is a mutual decision between the two studios, mostly due to the differences between each group's strategic and creative priorities, and it means harebrained schemes will be independent once again.
1: It'll all be final at the beginning of next year, and it's reported that Paradox will keep ownership of the Lamplighters League game and other unspecified games that it originally acquired in 2018. The games that harebrained schemes are arguably most well known for, Shadowrun and Battletech, are still owned by Microsoft, however. Hey, at least this story isn't us saying, wow, another studio has been killed by their parent company. So hopefully this works out better for everyone. This year, Netflix has been rolling out game streaming in beta to Canada and the UK, and it's about to hit the US. The streaming giant is planning to branch out from mobile to big screens. It already has a big handle on TVs. It'll be testing out Netflix game streaming tech on Amazon Fire, Chromecast, LG, and Samsung TVs, and there's an app-based controller too. So far,
0: only two games are available for the beta, Night School Studios' Oxenfree and Mulhues Mining Adventure. I feel like we forgot that Netflix offers games. I feel like sometimes Netflix forgets that it offers games. At the moment, the only way you can play games like Into the Breach and Immortality on a mobile device is with a Netflix subscription. And notable developers are moving over to Netflix. Joe Statton, who was a creative lead for Halo Infinite, is now at the company, working on a AAA game. Microsoft has rolled out a series of accessibility updates for differently-abled gamers this October, with a focus on PC gaming. Samsung did a study and found 81% of differently-abled gamers found difficulty in engaging with their preferred games due to issues like rapid gameplay, non-customizable controls, and problematic text sizes. The Xbox Adaptive Controller will get enhancements, which was a massive success for accessibility when it first launched, and the Elite Series 2 controller will
1: get button remapping. It's not just hardware. Introduced this week on PC is game accessibility settings within the Xbox Game Bar on PC for games like Sea of Thieves, Age of Empires 4, and Forza, uh, which will see a range of new accessibility features, including... Blind Driving Assist on Forza, which will assist blind or low-vision players using audio cues. You can find a full list of changes in the show notes. Ding-dong, the king is dead. Skull Island Rise of Kong launched this week, and instead of everyone having a great time going ape, look like it's made a monkey out of early reviewers and players. Nearly two decades after the last King Kong game was released, hopes were high for the iconic ape. But instead, gamers were treated to a jumbled beat-em-up riddled with dodgy visuals ill-fitting cutscenes and repetitive combat and graphics that don't meet up to the screenshots it might be an interesting story about how this actually happened and the internet has not held back taking this game to town the screenshots from it have
0: been circling on every social media platform out there and if you've somehow missed it i beg you to go and check it out in a year of incredible games every now and then there is a miss after tackling the handheld consoles, premium console maker Analog have announced their next project and updated Nintendo 64. Called the Analog 3D, the device features a FPGA chip which can accurately recreate the actual hardware of the 90s console up to 4K graphics.
1: It's got four original controller ports. It supports US, European and Japanese games. There's no word on price, but I can tell you It'll be expensive if any of Analog's other projects are to go by when it releases in 2024. That's it for the big headlines. Here's what's coming out over the next week. Speak, friend, and enter as you head back to the mines in
0: Lord of the Rings Return to Moria. Explore procedurally generated mines, battle orc hordes, craft gear, and uncover ancient treasures alone or with up to eight friends online
1: out on PC on the 24th. Also out on the 24th is Metal Gear Solid Master Collection Volume 1, which collects all the early games in the series from Metal Gear all the way to Snake Eater and makes them playable on modern consoles. I'm checking out this one already on PS5, so keep an eye on Sifto.com.au for a review, uh, but it will be out on everything on Tuesday.
0: City Builder sequel, Cities Skylines 2, arrives to answer your town planning desires. The follow up to the critically acclaimed game is out on PC this Tuesday, promising even better
1: simulation. Ghost Runner 2 is out this Thursday. Fast paced, post apocalyptic cyberpunk chaos awaits it in a highly anticipated sequel. Fans of the first can look forward to a revamped Katana combat, all new levels, and a brand new Synthways soundtrack. It's coming to PC, PlayStation, and Xbox on the 26th. Out on the 27th is Alan
0: Wake 2. Novelist Alan Wake returns for another haunting journey in an alternate dimension. You'll face threats with both Alan and FBI agent Saga Anderson in this long-awaited sequel. Out on Xbox Series X, S, PlayStation 5, and PC on Friday.
1: Articles to read. Videos to watch. And podcasts to listen to. Sifter.com.au
0: this has been Walkthrough by Sifter. My name is Kyle Paletto. And my name is Gianni Di Giovanni. Thank you so much for listening. If you've ever enjoyed one of our podcasts, can I stop you for just one second and ask for a massive favor? Send one of your mates a link to your favorite episode. It doesn't take long and that recommendation is absolute gold. We're a small indie network and we rely on word of mouth. So if you take the 30 seconds to share the show, it'll be so appreciated.
1: Sifter is produced by Kyle Poletto, Fiona Bartholomew, Adam Christu, Daniel Ang and Chris Button. Mitch Lowe is senior producer who edited this episode. And I'm the walkthrough script editor and Sifter's executive producer.
0: Thanks to Brian Fairbanks from Salty Dog Sounds for composing the walkthrough theme tune and Audio Technica Australia for their support of Sifter's podcasts.
1: Thanks again for listening. We'll be back with more news next Sunday.
0: Hi, Chris Button here from DropRate, Sifter's video game review podcast. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is finally here, continuing the ambitious reimagining of a beloved classic. It's very, very funny. I guess, like, that's that's part of the silliness, you know? Like, you have this these really big world-ending stakes, you know? Sephiroth is a really terrifying villain, you know, the world's ending. And I think to have a game that is still fun and pleasant to play, I think maybe the tone is kind of... It's important to strike both tones because you need that levity so that it's not constantly depressing, you know? And I think so having the characters have that humour and like having the minigames and having it be a little bit lighter-hearted I think does give you that hope. Does it uphold the legacy of the famous original or burn Midgar to ashes to forge its own path? Find out on Rate, available now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and wherever you listen to podcasts.